0: It is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studio in Pittsburgh, PA. And this is a show where we talk about indie wrestling with indie wrestlers, people around indie wrestling, or just people who like pro wrestling sometimes. Uh, And uh, you can check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and, of course, IndieWrestling.us where a lot of our uh, guests on the show, including uh, tonight's guests, uh, you can see them in action on a lot of the titles uh there through rise iwc and uh many many more and the list is growing every day uh and of course like i said check out everything wrestling mayhem show.com subscribe to Indie mayhem show on itunes Stitcher Spreaker iheart radio and the video versions over on the wrestling mayhem show facebook and youtube page and again subscribe so you do not miss an episode support the show on patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show if you do like what we're doing here please as you're supporting indie wrestling and please also support us uh the independent podcasters as well uh so uh this week we are blessed to have a tag team join us uh in tandem uh we have lawless and order here in <laughs> studio of course uh the gavel david lawless who has joined us here previously on the show as well as on the wrestling man show thank you for joining us tonight
1: of course you're welcome morons
0: and also uh, uh thank you thank you for um dressing up the set as well the giant gavel if you're on video is in the background uh with our rusev day calendar uh and and, uh as we uh we we discussed that last episode as well about the size of your gavel and uh maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more here on the show as well but also joining him flanking him is and backing him up you could say is officer dan murphy joining us on the show i know i've seen you uh, as part of IWC, and we were just talking about debuted about a year, almost a year ago. Yeah. So yeah. February twenty fifth, my my one year. Yes, coming up. So you're the newbie on the show. Yes. Not counting just being on Wrestling Mayhem show as part of Mayhem Mania. Go check that out, guys. Uh, from this week's episode, I believe we're six oh eight. If you want to see uh, their involvement there, if you're catching us later, but uh, we. So you're the newbie. So I need to have the icebreaker question for you, so people can get to know you a little bit. Uh, Let's break some ice. What is your earliest memory of professional wrestling?
2: Oh, I talk about this all the time with people. Um, I believe it was 1996, Monday Night Raw with Goldust versus Ahmed Johnson. Wow. I don't remember who wins or anything like that, but I do remember that was my first exposure to wrestling. Mm -hmm. Other than when I played T-ball, I had like a Hulk Hogan glove, but I didn't know who he was. I just thought it was a cool glove
0: yeah awesome so what what kind of uh uh drew you from from seeing it there like did you just kind of capture onto wrestling from then
2: on um yeah i mean my my brother was huge into wrestling his favorite wrestler was big boss man Mm -hmm. ironic i know um but uh yeah after that i was like wow this is this is cool people are beating each other up you know (laughs) they're they're in their they're in their underwear and you know it, it was cool man and you got this big gold guy you know with face paint and stuff it was cool man mm-hmm. i and i started like um just going to like the video stores and renting tapes like you know i rent like various wrestlemania survivor series you know the, the big four yeah in your houses like those are awesome too um but yeah
0: and so what, what made you transition from being a fan to uh deciding you want to get into the ring um
2: i don't know it's just like as a As a kid, you know, everybody has their aspirations. I always said to myself and to my parents, they thought I was crazy, but I always said, you know, I want to be a wrestler one day. It would be fun, you know, Um, just to go out there and entertain and just uh, go out there and just beat people up. And, you know, it's just, um, yeah, so about, uh, let's see, about two years ago or so, I approached Justin Plummer about training for his, uh, training for IWC. And, you know, I waited after the show, I was a little nervous, but um, my wife kind of pushed me to just say, she said, you know, just, just do it, just go talk to him. And so I thank her for giving me that push. But, um, yeah. And after that, it was just history from there, you know, training was brutal, (laughs) but Mm. it was fun, you know.
0: Um, and, of course, you guys have teamed up here. Like we said, Lawless in Order, A you know, well, yes? Well, no, there's a funny story about this, Yeah, too. I was going to so. say, how
1: did this this happen? Well, so um, I I had received a message from uh, Dan's trainer, and they had said that, hey, we got this great idea. You're a lawyer. Dan's a cop. We want to put you guys together and become Lawless in Order. We just learned two weeks ago that we share the same birthday, which is ironic enough as tag team partners, but even before Dan uh, started in the business, um, or at least debuted, Mm -hmm. we actually teamed up together. Um, And if you go to the Ring of Honor website and go to the video on demand, I don't know if you remember when Kenny King and Caprice Coleman and the big dog Rhett Titus were doing the cabinet, Mm -hmm. they would use local talent to play the security officers when they would come out. So Dan and I are down at Uh, Ring of Honor, at Stage AE, probably when they came in September of 2016. We're setting up the ring. They said, hey, we need two big guys to come out as the cabinet security. So Officer Dan Murphy and the Gavel David Lawless teamed up as the cabinet security. After having just met that day, we got to stand ringside for one of the coolest four-way tag team matches that I've ever seen. It was War Machine versus the Briscoes. Versus uh, yes. Kenny King and Red Recti- Titus versus the Beer City Bruiser and Silas Young. Um, H- Hanson from War Machine did a flip off of the stage at Stage AE, and we're we're all standing ringside for this as this is going on. Had the coolest seat in the house, so we
2: were doing this the whole
1: night. Yeah, pretending like we were talking in earpieces. <laughs> Wait, um, did they give you earpieces? No. No, just, you, you, no. Put, you just hold your
0: finger up to your, your empty ear. Correct. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, wrestling fans don't know. No, I mean, no, no no, know. no, 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 The technology, yeah.
1: So if someone <laughs> endeavors to go back and, and look at those video on demands, you'll see that Dan and I had teamed up then. I mean, and we had no idea that this tag team was going to come about then. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool little uh, throwback story. That's awesome. Before yeah.
0: they were superstar story. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and of course, in like, you know, the last interview, we talked about where David Lawless came back and it came from, and you know, that's that's your real life, like that's that's yeah, you know, a lawyer in real life. Yep. And and uh so where did uh, the 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 cop come from for uh, Officer Dan Murphy? Um, actually, I was kind of struggling with like
2: coming up with a character. I was like, what, what could I, what could I do? I mean, mm-hmm. and then my trainer, who will remain unnamed, um he was like you know you would make a good cop and i was like you know you you're right and everybody kept saying oh you, you like watch big boss man you got to see everything he does and i was just like i, I don't want to be a, like a carbon copy i want to be like a different mm-hmm. be a little different um but you know with all respect due respect to uh, big boss man but um yeah my my trainer he 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 just he he steered me the right way and i think it's working because everybody gives mm-hmm. me like Everybody says, Oh, you know, you do a great job and everything. I was like, okay, it's working then.
0: It's, it's been interesting. Um uh, in, in your class, and we've had several people from your class uh debuting, I think, at the same show there for IWC at the Proving Grounds last February uh twenty seventeen. Um, like there was a lot of variety in uh personalities of gimmicks, right? And I love like for instance, you came out and you're you're a, a cop gimmick, right? We have a lawyer gimmick. Like there was there's more characters that seem to be happening right now. Uh, especially in that promotion. I think you're seeing that a lot, a lot of places in indies. Like that Absolutely. kind of like 90s, like yeah. characters, right? Like, are you guys seeing that? Or is there some thinking that when you guys are, are are doing what you're doing?
1: I I agree. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, people are trying to stand out, differentiate themselves. I think too, with social media being as prolific as it is right now, you know, the early 2000s on the indie scene, you had just great pure wrestlers. Right. Now, with Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and, you know, all the Snapchat and uh, you need something that is recognizable that people can sink their teeth into. So, for instance, you know, Dan has his whistle and has the, the file when we go to shows. I have the business cards that I throw out. The promos that we cut are in line with what a police officer or what a lawyer would do. It's a recognizable character. I think the product, or at least social media itself, has forced people to ha- develop uh, more unique characters that people can identify with.
0: Absolutely, and, and it's, it's sticking out a bit. Your, your thoughts?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, like our training class um, is, is very unique. You know, you got fashion model, you got the crazy girl, you got the actress, um, you got the guy who's invisible but he's not invisible, um, <laughs> and you got Hooven who plays his real life self. Um, um but yeah
0: two positives and negatives
2: yeah you got jamie who doesn't say a word but you know he gets the job done um but yeah just very unique characters in iwc i I think people need that because it's like you know it's like you're it's kind of like you're watching tv and you want to see characters you don't want to see somebody that looks like you know you Mm. you know know what i'm saying but yeah so yeah absolutely
1: and i had never thought you know when i was approached about the idea of of Dan and I tagging together, I'd never thought, you know, who would the Galva David Lawless tag with? Would, you know, and people had made suggestions. You have a paralegal. You have a uh, court <laughs> reporter. Um, did, you,
0: did you have a paralegal at one point? No,
1: but everyone has been has been saying that I should have a court reporter or a paralegal with me at some yeah. point or a manager or something like that that.
0: that, that, you know, somehow does all the work in the matches. Right. And yeah, yeah. Right. And exactly. You get the victor, Yeah, exactly. Makes um, sense.
1: But then I thought about a uh, police officer and I thought, well. You know, we both need each other in our professions. Police mm-hmm. officers arrest criminals. They need lawyers to prosecute the cases. Lawyers are investigating cases that they're prosecuting against individuals. They need cops to go out and dig up the dirt. So mm-hmm. when you combine my knowledge and Dan's ability to investigate people and gain information, you create a, a duo that is really unstoppable and can impose their will on anyone.
0: And there's a fun thing. And, and, and Danny, you, you brought a, a lot. You point to the file. There you. I love that you brought your, you brought you. It's everywhere. With it's me. everywhere. Also in the back of your trunk. Yes. Um, well, yeah. we, we talked about the giant gavel again. It's here. Then you, and that it, it's in the in your trunk, and it will be questionable when the cops pull you over. Now you have a police gear in the back of your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: You never know when you need the file. I That's mean, true. That's true. It's got a vast amount of information in here. And
0: again, you're you're doing the whistle. That unfortunately, um, R.I.P. the whistle uh, at Reloaded this past weekend with IWC. Yeah, the, the Titan he destroyed it. The so. Titan, <laughs> uh, that, that big bully. <laughs> I know.
1: Be a star. He, he is. Yeah, he is going to get his comeuppance.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, um, let uh, talk about like what, where did the whistle come from? Or were you watching? Uh, who did it? Fonz Fons they used to do that with uh, the RVD, R- right? RVD's yeah, manager. Yeah. I didn't have him in mind, but I um
2: like the Gavel was saying, um you gotta differentiate yourself. It's something that stands out and from all the people I've talked to, you know, the people in the locker room or like fans, you know, the fans hate it. They tell me to stop doing it and then I wanna do it more.
0: I'm a little close mm-hmm. to it, so I'm not really crazy about it either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so but yeah. People love it, people hate it, you know. It's it's being talked about. I think it was Chavo Guerrero who said, um, whether you're being booed or cheered is that's all that matters. If they're not giving you any response, then you're doing your job wrong. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I, and actually, you know, Dan does stuff. So I knew Dan had the whistle and played the whole cop gimmick. But um, just recently, even our match in January at Rural Valley, I remember watching it back, and he's blowing the whistle as Jamie Jameson is running at him, about to give him a drop kick, and you can hear him blowing the whistle like he's gonna stop. When he's charging at That's him. That's all so. I was hoping for. And I was like, I'm cracking up the whole time I'm watching this. It's just, it's those little things that make such a difference with the character that I appreciate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been kind of like a reactionary thing. And, and you know, uh, and, and something that everybody else can kind of play with as well. Oh, here's so, some of the carnage. Yeah, yeah here's some of like the insane cars. Oh, since I got you guys, I was unfortunately at ringside for this insane oh. six-person table match. Which means at least five tables are being broken. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. Yep. It seems uh, there was there's a lot of like for instance, there's a lot of just you setting up a table here. Uh, <laughs> so um, it was. Was this your first time setting up a table? Uh,
1: it was the first time setting up a table with nothing to grab onto because yeah. you know I, I'm trying to grab it from the from the mat. My head's also bleeding at this point too. Which, That's right. You're oh lo- you're yeah. can did, Didn't help me at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can see me checking for more blood there, uh.
0: <laughs> and that's and getting hit by the person again. That, that that Marshall Gambino. Yeah. Um. That that was one that was absolutely
1: sick. Yeah. Well, I
0: don't, I don't know if you looked back at the footage, but I because I think I caught it in the edit. Um. There's a point where um the match is about to start, and uh, Marshall kind of gives this kind of look yep. to the camera. Yep. And and yep. I've seen this look. I've yep. known Marshall for uh, since like 2006. At these shows. And and that's usually the the something bad is about to happen look. Right. And here's you before the concussion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) which, and and he just wails off, hits you in the back with a chair, and it catches the back of your head.
1: Bradley Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And well, this is, this is, this is us doing what we do best, which is just mouthing off to the fans and telling them why they're morons. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, that was one scary. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it it happens. Um, you know what you're getting into in this business. And uh, I would like to, for it not to have happened, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a cool story. And um, now I have probably at least two nurses from the West Penn Emergency Room that are coming down to watch <laughs> ASWA. So hey. it works out well. Whatever you got to do to sell tickets. I actually couldn't have been prouder when it happened either. I uh, Yeah. You know, they were asking me what what took place. And uh, I was like, yeah, I got hit in the back of the head with a chair.
0: And if you're on video with us, you're going to see it right there. Oh, oh. sound like a gunshot. Seriously. It did. It did. It was it was sickening in person. I I can't even and not he, react on ringside, apparently.
1: Here's where Dan's blowing the whistle as he gets dropkicked. Nope. Yeah. Stop. Uh-oh. There it is. <laughs> nope. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I think, too, we all thought. The last time we were at Rural Valley, we did this Rural Valley lockdown match, mm-hmm. which was a very unique concept of um, your partner was uh, handcuffed at ringside, and then you had to climb a pole and unlock that person, and then after you unlocked that person, you were eligible to win the match. We had tables, chairs, uh, uh, tasers. Uh, barbed wire. Barbed wire. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... It was a pretty crazy match. And then, lo and behold, we had this six-pack challenge, which became an elimination table match. And what's funny is, if you listen to Chris LaRusso's commentary on that, when I'm the first one to go through the table, and Nick Lendl, who's pulling double duty that night in commentating and announcing, gets off the announcing uh, headset and and then announces that I've been eliminated, and you hear LaRusso like, oh, that's how we're doing eliminations. (laughs) So, you know, like... He, it was like, oh, there's going to be four more people going through tables at this yeah, point. Yeah, Um I, I remember seeing some of the people in the crowd after that match. And it just, I mean, they just looked devastated. <laughs> like, <laughs> so drained from watching what everyone had done in that match. And there was oh. still a main event next. Yeah. Yeah. yeah And that, you know, that's a testament to what, what uh, Andrew Pallas and Dylan Bostick were able mm-hmm. to do there, too. You know, no doubt in my mind, the talent that they have, but still got the crowd going. It's unbelievable. You learn so much from watching people as talented as them, and to see what they did and how they worked the crowd and brought them back into it after that match. Um, it was amazing. So, you know, as we were getting ourselves cleaned up, still learning stuff in the business. Absolutely, uh,
0: we have some. We actually have some commentary from the chat room too. Uh, first of all, uh, Wheels, our, our friend, uh, uh, sound guy over at RWA. Yeah. He says, uh, "Officer Dan and you uh, needs a fireman partner also, and they can be called the first responders."
2: <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Um, in December, I had a match against a fireman, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Tyler,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, who
0: I believe was, has joined us in the chat room too. What's that? I believe who has also joined us in the chat room. Who? Oh, uh, Jason Tyler. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh boy, there's your fireman, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was lo- that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was for Black Diamond uh, down in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah.
0: There you go. And, and, and Alex, uh, Alex Miller out there on the West Coast. He's AS. Have you guys ever wrestled in a prison?
1: No, but if, it, if we get booked there... We'll I've heard there's opportunities.
0: I, I think Joe Nabrowski has some connection and might have done a show there once at one of those. In a prison? Ooh. In a
1: prison. We would definitely get a reaction from the crowd. There. Yes! <laughs> they have
0: a prison in
2: Moundsville, right?
1: There's a, there's a prison in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, the ACJ.
2: Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. Let's go. <laughs> as long as we don't wrestle prisoners, because they might actually like shank us. So we don't want that. Like, well, it's
1: kind of funny though, because some <laughs> to prisoners, cops are their worst enemies, but mm-hmm. lawyers are their best friends. So there might be a little bit you, of. a... You guys
0: might not have to be able to team together. Yeah, we might one, have right? to face each other. Yeah, actually. yeah,
1: yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Awesome. Uh, so at this point, you know, uh, 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 well, since we've had you on last, uh, we, we talked about a little bit on Mayhem Show. Um, you've been kind of everywhere lately. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, you had a uh, great match with, uh, Lee Moriarty a couple months ago in Rise. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's really, you know, kind of, kind of showing what you can do out there in a lot of different situations.
1: Yeah. I've, I've been very fortunate in the opportunities that I've had since we last spoke last time. Um, I was just wrestling at PWX and now, um, wrestling with KSWA Rise and IWC. So. Um, it's given me an opportunity to learn a lot more as well. I'm tagging with Dan at IWC. I'm doing, you know, a singles uh, thing at Rise, and now at KSWA, Officer Dan's coming in uh, with me as well, and we're kind of doing singles and then maybe a tag scenario also. So, um, just you know, getting out there as much as I can, learning as much as I can, trying to showcase my talents as much as I can, and uh, having a lot of fun working the shows, interacting with the people, and also the promos recently have been a lot of fun, too. I've had a lot of fun shooting the promos and editing them for the show. So it's been...
0: And we were great. talking about your image for tonight, uh, it, which is one of the I'm a moron images. Uh, yes. Images. Yeah. From, <laughs> the uh,
1: signs. From Andrew Donardo, one of the one of the yes. best uh, independent wrestling fans out there. Great, great individual, too. Great human being. But, uh, you know, him and, and some of the other individuals like Brad are people that it's just fantastic to, to perform in front of because they get it, they appreciate it. And it's really nice to, to, to wrestle in front of them. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So, um, we'll go to officer Dan first. Well, first of all, both of you guys, what are you watching these days for kind of inspiration? Are there any wrestlers out
1: there that really kind of got your attention? I'm going to let Dan both answer that first. Cause there's probably too many for, for me to rattle off.
2: I mean, I'll keep it short and sweet, I guess. Um, Guys, I watched growing up were like, I mean, I, like Shelton Benjamin, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, if if I'm allowed to say this name, uh, Crispin Wall, you're allowed to um, hear. Yep. You're okay. allowed to hear. Um, like Owen Hart, guys like that. Like I mean, obviously I don't emulate their their style, but um, if I if I was to talk about something I like their style, like I would say like Seamus. like he's that hard hitter, like that just brutal, you know, wrestler. Um, but yeah as far as what i'm watching these days um i i mean i love ring of honor i mean it's just um it it's just something to watch that's I, I would honestly say it's a little better than wwe I mean that's my personal opinion mm-hmm. it's um obviously the wrestling is great on ring of honor and uh yeah so
0: watch ring of honor guys <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a lot easier that's for sure yeah oh yeah uh what about you los
1: well, um, <clears throat> probably my favorite wrestler to watch is Adam Cole, hands down. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Roderick Strong, I've been watching a lot of what... I, I have been watching a lot of these guys for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watch a lot of PWG, not necessarily for any wrestlers in particular. I mean, they they're, their card from top to bottom is super talented. Um, and what I try to do is I find certain things that wrestlers will do and i try to incorporate that into what i do uh you know with lee with my match with lee i kind of started going with this barrister the neck breaker persona which you know i'm trying to incorporate as many neck moves as i can in so uh i watched a jay white match recently and uh i saw something that he did in there that i was able to kind of tweak a little bit and make my own um anything that uh adam cole does absolutely i'm watching and and cody Cody Rhodes, anything Mm -hmm. that Cody Rhodes does, I'm watching as well. That's really an individual that has transformed themselves and knows their character and plays it really well. And the arrogant side of him (laughs) is a fantastic inspiration for the gavel, David Lawless.
0: Awesome. And uh, lastly, what is the best and worst thing about indie wrestling uh, for you guys? I guess, since we've had you last on uh, Lawless, and, and for you in your first year. Um, the best thing is it's,
2: uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's like, just like for the fans, it's an escape for us too. You know, that's like the best part about it. You know, you get to go out there and just, you know, play a character. You get to entertain. Um, I get to blow a whistle all, all night. (laughs) Um, I I even like when, when like everybody else is selling their merch and everything, I'm out there like messing with fans, telling them, you know, slow down or pour your pants up. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's just little stupid stuff like that that makes it so entertaining. Um, Um, I don't know. I haven't really found, I mean, I've only been in a year, so, I mean, I haven't really found the worst part, but, uh, I guess, um, I guess when I was training, I guess the worst part was those three hour trips to Clearfield when I, when I was driving the truck with the ring in it and everything. And, you know, you're the first one up and you're the last one to go home and it's just like, wow. But you look back at it and you're like, all right, you know, uh, you paid your dues and now look where you are now, you know, so. It was a shot of you guys uh,
0: over, I think it was Beaver Falls.
1: Yeah, this was the, yeah. this was the debut of Lawless and yeah. actually, actually. Yeah. We were in a uh, four-way tag team match with the upper echelon, Marshall and Jamie, and the sexy, talented dudes. Nice. Yeah. And this is this is the show where Jamie Jameson did the moonsault off of the... Um, uh,
2: the top, like the entrance to
1: the, to yeah, the, the entrance gym. Yeah, the entrance to the
2: gym. It was like 10, 15 feet
1: up. Like, yeah. It was crazy. So, so there's a funny story about that, too, which... I'll take two minutes, but, um, so I got a message from, from Dan's trainer. They had this idea for the Lawless and Order, uh, tag team. And at that point I had made the decision that I was going to be taking some time away from, uh, some taking some time off. But then they came to me with this tag team idea and I said, Oh, this is great. So I had a commitment at rise that night before. So I wrestled the first match on the rise show and they they didn't announce who Dan's tag team partner was. So Dan had a mystery partner uh, and it was cool cuz Damien who was actually doing the uh, photos for the show didn't even know that I was going to be there. So when my music mm-hmm. went off, he went crazy. But I'm calling Dan the, the
0: photographer at ringside by the way. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm calling so I have it's about a probably a an hour and 45 minute drive from Connellsville to Beaver Falls. Seems right. So I get, so I'm relying on Dan to put this match together and just kind of tell me what my spots are. So my first show at IWC, I've never worked with any of the people in the ring. I'm calling Dan on my way there, and Dan's like, yeah, we're putting this match together. It's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, It's going to be a uh, no-holds-barred match. Um, It's going to end with you getting a chair shot from me, and then uh, someone's going to frog splash me off of a ladder. Uh, And Jamie's talking about doing a moonsault off of the bleachers here. It's going to be cool. And I'm like, I'm driving and I'm like, I can't even wrap my head around what we're going to be doing in this match. And I get there. We have like 15 minutes to go over it. And then we just go out. And I don't even see what this balcony is that he's going to do a moonsault off of until I get out there. And the whole time I'm just thinking, man, like, I hope this is okay. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. That was such a, so much fun that night. And um, yeah, I, I remember. You know, everyone took care of everyone. It was a great match, and um, what a way to debut! There
0: you go. And for you guys on video, here's the uh, moonsault. I think in a moment here. Yep. Uh, so the first Corey futuristic falls off,
1: pulls the IWC, pulls the banner down, down yep.
0: reveals a tiger face behind oh, it, which I thought was great. Which was completely on hard cam. The entire with Jamie's kind of waiting. <laughs> Jamie's kind of waiting, and moonsault. Yep. Wow. And and I don't,
2: I don't know if you guys remember, but he hit Chest flexor in the head with his boot, and like he, I don't know, he couldn't see or something, and it was
0: just wow, it was. Is brutal. that when he was like wearing a helmet afterwards? or yes. something? yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. for other reasons, but yeah. Well, there's that. Too. Well, and then
1: <laughs> so then this weekend in the match that we had reloaded when we were on Team Larusso, Jamie did a moonsault again <laughs> off the top rope onto a group of us. Seems to be a trend. It's a common theme. Yeah. Yes, it was. It, that sounds like your best and worst in wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Watching Jamie Jameson moonsault is the best. Yes. Catching Jamie Jameson for a moonsault is Is the the worst. Yeah. That sounds
0: good. Anything else you want to add to that?
1: No, I just want to, um, I want to thank everyone out there for supporting Lawless in Order, supporting the gavel David Lawless and supporting all the promotions around the Pittsburgh area and the ones that we wrestle at. Um, Like Dan said, it is an escape for us as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things is getting to perform for people. It, It truly is amazing. So thank you for having us on and getting to tell our story and, Thank you so much to the fans out there for allowing us to do what we do. All right. Thank you, guys. Again,
0: uh, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, online, it's Facebook.com slash Gavel David Lawless. Instagram is Gavel David Lawless. And Twitter is at Gavel Lawless.
2: And you can find Officer Dan Murphy on Facebook. Just type in Officer Dan Murphy. And on Twitter, you can find me at, at IWC Officer
0: Dan. There you go. Thank you so much, guys. And, of course, you can look up either of these guys on IndieWrestling.us. And a few of the promotions that they work with are available there as well. Uh, if you have any ideas who you would like us to chat with or any questions for anybody coming up, check out the schedule over on Indiewrestling. Uh, US's Facebook page uh, in the events section uh, for Indie Mayhem Show Live. Or uh, hit us up at uh, Indie Mayhem at SorgatronMedia.com with your thoughts and at Mayhem Show on the Twitter. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Thank you, everybody, joining us in the live chat room here after a Wrestling Mayhem Show recording here on a late Tuesday night. And until next time, please support Indie Wrestling.
2: Dismissed.